Yeah. What's happening? Uh, David Ashley Podcast. Uh, thank you for being here with me tonight. You could have been anywhere in the world. If you're here with me tonight, and I appreciate that. Uh, hopefully I can entertain you on one of your trips in your car or uh, during downtime at work or at home. Um, I'm your host, Bobby Jackson. And, um, yeah, let's get it. So today, we're going to talk about, um, we're going to talk about Cassie and Diddy. Cassie has a baby after being with Diddy for 13 years. Sheesh. Uh, story of the day actually is part two of my uh, BET experience and the time that I said, uh, quoted a Bible verse to six million people on live television. Um, I have a creepy Lyft driver story that I might be guilty of. Um, I'll let you be the judge. Uh, Relationship mailbag. Um, you know, how are guys, you know, what are guys, um, no, I want to give you the exact question that I got. Hmm? So are there any men still willing to wait until marriage to have sex? An actual question that I got today, among others. Let's get into it. So if you, we change the structure around a little bit, you know, I'm still tweaking. That's what you got to do when you, you know, when you got something, a project or something new, um, you know, you have to tweak it until it's right. And, uh, you know, I'm getting feedback and uh, trying to figure out how uh, this podcasting thing works, even though I've listened to no less than 1500 podcast episodes in the past you know, in the past two years, maybe, maybe. I think that's a conservative number. Uh, but anyway, I'm still tweaking, y'all. Um, I'm not tweaking, like, personally. Anyway, whatever. Uh, so today was a shitty day. Um, but, you know, you bounce back. It's all about your recovery time, you know. Lick your wounds or whatever. And uh, you bounce back up and you keep it moving. Um, you know, I was going to go you know, three minutes for this story, but I think I need a little bit more time to cook. Do your mind. Do your mind. Um, first, let me talk about, um, this might be a little old, uh, you know, but I wanted to talk about, did you hear Cassie uh, had a baby with, with, with uh, some guy, her boyfriend? I'm gonna say some guy. Um, so if you don't remember Cassie, Cassie just had the little, it's me and you, girl. I've been waiting. Think I wanna make the move, girl. And I think the reason why this story, uh, there's a couple of reasons why this story was interesting to me. Um, I remember meeting Cassie after the BET Awards that night. And uh, I think that's around the time 
Diddy took Cassie from Ryan Leslie, um, which I don't know if Ryan Leslie ever got over. Everybody listens. I love Ryan Leslie music, but doesn't he always seem like he's sulking a little bit? Anyway, it's neither here nor there. Um, yo, listen, somebody check on Diddy. He had, he had a girlfriend for 13 years. Sure, yeah, no, he didn't marry her, but I'm sure she had it good for 13 years. And then she moves on and has a baby with another dude within a year? Huh? What kind of disloyal? <laughs> Yo, I got girls that I dated six, seven years ago who, who paid you. I'm stalking. <laughs> you, <laughs> you gonna have another baby after being with me for 13 years? Come on, Cassie. Who raised you? You ain't gonna give a nigga a chance to get back in good graces? Good gracious. Listen, I'm sorry. I just had to get that out. I just, you know, obviously Diddy's had a, a rough year, you know what I mean, with uh, the passing of Kim Porter and all. And, um, and that, I'm sure that was unimaginably rough. And on top of that, he's, uh, apparently he's like, you know, he's, he's both now. You know what I mean? He's mom and dad. And he's, um, you know, it, you know, he can't be the mom, but I mean, like, he's taking a role of both parents. But uh, shout out to Diddy, man. Um, yeah, shout out to Cassie, you know? Whew, I'll be pissed, though. I ain't gonna even lie to you. So, I'm going to get into story time a little early today. Um, it's not the main story, but um, tell me if this is creepy. Um, I'm, I'm, and I'm going to say vulnerable, not in a true sense, but just, you know, in terms of trying to reach out and being a man, you know, um, who, who from time to time has very attractive women in his car, you know? It's like to, to shoot your shot or to not to shoot your shot. You know, that is the question. Um, this one particular time, um, I'm in the car and it's a, it's a shared ride and there was a guy already in the back seat and I didn't quite know and I, I had another pickup so I didn't quite know where the pickup was coming from. So I like to send that notification and then if the person is, you know, too far away or whatever, they'll give me a call and I can have a better idea on where to get them. Now, um, this was in like, um, like on the cusp of Beverly Hills, West Hollywood, whatever. And uh, so anyway, I pull up and I see a young lady who I think is the ride. Who know? I know it is. Uh, she takes her time greeting her people, so she had to walk from, uh, you know, from the other side of my car, in front of my car, and uh, over to the passenger side. But as she was walking, you know, I mean, like she had on all black and uh, all black everything, and I just, I just knew it. I knew as she was walking in front of the car that um, that this could be trouble for me. Because, <laughs> you know, I'm a notorious non-shot shooter. 
you know, but you know, it's a, but it pops up at any given time. Sometimes I'm, you know, sometimes I'm curry, you know. <laughs> sometimes I'll run up on you and start dumping, but most times I'm sitting in the back, I'm playing the back, just like, all right, you know, if I do, I do, if I don't, I don't. This time, anyway, she gets in and, you know, we explain, we exchange pleasantries. Um, we drop the first guy off, and as soon as we drop him off, um, let's say it's about, you know, 12 to 15 minute ride back to where I'm dropping uh, the young lady off. And it was the, it was the best trip. It was the best, like, um, it was the best trip. Like immediately we start making jokes and, and, you know, so by the time, and, you know, and I'm no longer thinking like, oh yeah, I'm about to get a number. It just, it just became this pleasant like fun type of deals to the point where I dropped her off. Um, and uh, where, where, no, where I was about to drop her off, she kind of looked, she said, give me a hug, you know. You know, and I hugged her from my seat and uh, I was like, yo, we should keep in contact. And uh, cause, and that's the part where I say I'm vulnerable on because, you know, I never know, like, you know, you the Lyft driver, just pick me up, take me where I gotta go. Like, don't be creepy. But, you know, I'm still a dude, man. So sometimes, you know, and honestly, I wasn't even, like, shooting my shot. I'm just, um, you know, I just don't do well with building relationships uh, oftentimes. So this was a time where, you know, I felt a certain amount of comfort to say, hey, I would like to, I would like to reach out to you. Probably not going to do it just because of how my, you know, um, situation is structured right now. But the offer for me was a is a big step. Anyway, I know, whatever, shut up, put on your big boy pants, change your life, grow. Yes, all of that. And I am in the process of doing so, but this time um, I got a number. Um, she, I sent her a text, she sent me a text back. And you know what, I, I, I just never, I looked at it after week one and that's when you're pushing it. Week two, you can almost forget about it. Week three, I'm just, I don't know, man. I just wasn't in a, a mental space um, to to give her a call and explore what that would have been. And and, it, and again, it was it was innocent. Oh yeah, let's meet for drinks or something like that. But um, again, I just wasn't in a mental space. So the young lady had a um, she had a unique name, and uh, I don't know. This is this is the internet. Oh, I got another story too. I ain't gonna tell you today. The internet is the devil. Um, if somebody is in your vicinity um, and you look up their name, um, the phones have a way of knowing and sync, like maybe not syncing necessarily, but they have a way of knowing where, who is where, obviously. So, you know, it's it's kind of easy to look up people. Maybe I shouldn't have said that, but it is the case. Oftentimes, you can kind of look up somebody's name based on who's been around you. Um, see if they got a social media presence. So, ladies, if you don't want that to happen, make your page private. By the way, I've tested this too many times not to to not to know um, not to know that it is somewhat true. So, I looked up the young lady's page. And, and I followed her. 
<laughs> and it's not like I'm, you know, creepy. I'm sending DMs, these cryptic DMs. No, no, just, you know, um, I find, you know, I like a couple pictures and whatever. I keep it moving. Um, I, I guess, I guess thinking about it now, it does sound kind of creepy. But it's, you know, it's innocent creepy, you know? There's a thin line between creepy and endearing. <laughs> you know, so anyway, that was just a story I wanted to share. That was, um, yeah, that was just, anyway, whatever. That's it. Bow, let's get it. The Relationship Mailbag. I like the name of that, yeah? I like that. Either it's that or it's going to be like, who you loving? Who you want to be hugging? I don't know. Help me, help me, let me know. Oh, matter of fact, the IG page is there, okay? It's I, uh, it's uh, Instagram at David Ashley Podcast. So shut up and, uh, and, uh, and follow. And subscribe if you have not. Uh, so, relationship mailbag. I got a question from a female friend. Why? Well, actually, I got a slew of questions, but this is just one of them. Uh, I'm gonna talk about two. The first one is: Are there any guys willing to wait until marriage anymore? Ah! <laughs> Let me stop. Um. The answer is a resounding no. But the real answer is that, yeah, obviously there are some guys. But listen, ladies. Like, listen. There are a couple of women who... (laughs) Who I would be willing to wait for. Um, I had this question posed to me about a year or so ago. A young lady asked me, she said, if if this was to happen um, between us, um, and would waiting be a problem for you? And listen, I've gone four and a half years without sex before. Not proud of it, I'm not bragging. I actually think it was a mistake. Those were some prime real estate years that I missed. And I don't want to talk about it because I'm going to start cussing. But at, you know, for her, I guess the answer is for the right one, you would. But most guys are not. So I just think you need to, and listen, if you think you're worth it, and you're going to still look for somebody you know, who's going to wait until you're ready, then yeah to do that you know I can't who am I to tell you not to follow your gut or your your guidance or you know but man you know because quite honestly what's in it for us oh that sounds bad oh that sounds bad let, let me smooth that out let me smooth that out see on the flip side what you're getting you're getting the cuddle you're getting you know, this man who I assume is doing the things that you ask of him who, and, and also separately doing some things that you want. 
you know, on the flip side, yes, we enjoy being with you. Yes, we enjoy, but it's like, what are you, what are we getting? Like, I'm, I listen, I'm hard when I wake up in the morning. <laughs> you know what I mean? So what are you, God, I keep getting reminded of stories. Oh my God. Anyway, oh, I got a story I want to bust out right now, but I'm not, I'm not because the person might be listening. And I don't know if I want to share that story yet. Maybe, maybe down the line. I, listen, I really hope y'all rocking with me. Um, I try to give you more energy. Um, you know, I, I notice like when I talk sometimes, it could be a little drab or whatever. So, um, you know, I'm a low talker, monotone sometimes. So anyway, young lady, um, can, are there any guys willing to wait anymore? Oh man. I'm sure there are, but the majority aren't, you know, the majority aren't, um, long as you listen, but long as you have your resolve on, on, uh, you know, uh, strong conviction on why you're doing it, right? If it's strictly religious, then, you know, what can, what can I or any person say toward that? You know what I mean? But if it's, or even if it's not religious, if it's just something like, if it's a principle for you, then fine, like keep, you know, keep moving. And and I, I really don't, excuse me, mean to sound like such a guy. Excuse me. When I say um, what's in it for us, but I, I, I only say that just so you can kind of look at it from our point of view. Um, but at the end of the day, the right guy, the guy who wants you, um, is going to be willing to wait for you. Okay. I hope I didn't sound like I was double talking, but I, uh, honestly believe that. Bow. Let's get it. Story time. Um, there were some things that I didn't say about the BET award situation. Um, just didn't get into it. I didn't want to be too long-winded. <laughs> um, me be long-winded? How preposterous is that? Um, so, uh, right now I'm going to start with being, you know, um, you know, LeBron is there. You know, I remember thinking to myself, yo, I'm going to, I'm gonna say something about LeBron's watch. You know, uh, Jamie Foxx, Kanye, 3-6 Mafia, Busta Rhymes. I remember being on stage. Look, anyway, I'm gonna, let, me, let me tell it in order. So, um, like I said, I was on 106 in Park. You know, they asked me where I was from. And, um, uh, oh, it's funny, uh, Tina, and my homegirl Tawana, at the time they were they were doing this uh, clothing line. Oh man! And they wanted me to wear this shirt on 106 and Park for their clothing line. And I was like, of course, yeah, I wear that shirt. And I got the shirt, and I didn't like it. And I mean, in hindsight, I felt like, yo, show me the shirt. And, and again, you know, this ain't the situation. This is still 2006, so I can't take a picture of the shirt to send it to you. I can, but the resolution just won't be the same, you know. Because the first camera phones kind of, like, you know, they 
came out around about that time, but whatever. They could have sent me a sample, you know, FedEx, whatever. I didn't like it, so I didn't wear it. They understood. But I just want to apologize to them again for not wearing the shirt. Uh, if I could do it over again, uh, you know, I probably would just would have worn it on GP. But I had me a little Lacoste shirt, you know what I'm saying? Some little Sean John jeans. You know what I mean? I had some, uh, I forgot what kind of shoes I had. Uh, but, you know, people were saying, yo, when they say Chicago, just go with, just say you're from Chicago. And I was like, nah, I'm from Hammond, Indiana, between Gary and Chicago. That's my, that's my, you know what I'm saying? That's my MO. That's what I say. So anyway, you know, meet the Wayans brothers, Anthony Hamilton, you know. Um, uh, so anyway, next day comes, we go to rehearsal. And uh, I get up and I have to be there, a part of the rehearsal. Go to the rehearsal and I say, you know, hey, thank you. You know, it's my turn. I say thank you to Deborah uh, Lee. Um, and then, you know, thank you to BT for this opportunity. So a guy that was there who was kind of, I guess, directing the show, who it, it's, um, happened to be from Gary. And uh, I called, um, he was, he said, man, this is your time. You better... You better say whatever you want. It's your time to say whatever you want to say. Don't, don't, you know, get yours in, man. Don't let, you know what I'm saying? Don't be intimidated by the moment. Say what you got to say. That's your time. So now I'm just like, well, damn, I ain't really prepare anything. <laughs> like, I don't know, you know, what to say. So time passes, you know, we getting ready. Um, you know, um, we getting ready. We get to the show. We're enjoying the show. Opening the show, opening the show is um, Deja Vu, you know, uh, Beyonce and Hove, you know, um, that was when I think, what, what album was that, what, B-Day? And, uh, you know, it was just, you know, my head is exploding, right? you know, and I'm just like, y'all looking at my brother like, I can't believe this, like, we really here. And uh, so anyway, my time comes. And I told you, you know, what happened last episode back there. Missed the photo op with Fox, with Jamie Foxx. I get on stage, and I just remember, um, you know, it was my time. They said, you know, uh, David Ashley. First of all, Damon Wayans was the host. He said my name, which to this day, I do think Damon Wayans was drunk and high. Dude, I like, I don't know. I didn't get to meet him, which was weird. But I, I do, if you go back, if you can find some footage, I think Damon Wayans was on one that night. Um, he was just out of it. Uh, so anyway, Damon Wayans, I heard Damon Wayans say my name. Shit was crazy. And I get up there, and um, so Terrence, so uh, Free and AJ had just gone through their little thing, so they had been let go or something like that. And uh, Terrence and Roxy weren't hosting yet. This was still Big Tigger and Jaleesa. So they get up there and, you know, Tigger turns to me and he says, yeah, you know, you got anything to say? And I'm just like, yeah, you know, um, you know, everything, you know, just thanks for the opportunity and all of that. You know, shout out to Hammond, Indiana, Gunny, my sweet grandmother. I said her name and um, and uh, everything was just kind of like, you know, I said Mount Zion. I meant Nashville because that's the church that I was going to at the time. But people in my hometown thought I was talking about Mount Zion there. And it was older people, so I didn't have the heart to correct them. <laughs> Even though they know they ain't. Yeah, listen, I ain't been to Elm Sunday service at Mount Zion in Hampton. 
So I don't understand how they thought that. Uh, so anyway, it's my time. And at this, at just at the drop of a hat, I, something came to me. I still didn't know what I was going to say. And I say, uh, I think it's, I said Romans 10 and 9 says, if you believe in your heart, and if you believe in your heart and confess with your mouth that the uh, Lord has been raised from the dead, thou shalt be saved, or something like that. And I remember there was this like, because Ticket was trying to cut me off, but once I said something about, you know, the Bible, and I was like, yo, have fun tonight, but remember this, and then I went into it. There was like a weird, like, hesitation moment, you know, <laughs> where people started to, um, where people just kind of, like, looked around, and I remember... Because I remember looking for, I was trying to find Beyonce. And I think she was, I did find her, but I was like, oh no, Hov sitting next to her. I don't want to be that dude. You know, I, you know what I mean? I'm a huge Hov fan. Um, you know, uh, but I remember Steve Harvey was sitting almost like in front of me. Uh, Jackie Reed, who was the his co-host on his radio show at the time, she was sitting there. I had a little crush on her at the time. And um, anyway, I remember Kurt Franklin, I remember Buster Rhymes looking at me like, what is happening? I just, it's the weirdest thing. I just, it was, it was like frozen in time, you know, just seeing the whole crowd. And I remember Kurt Franklin's wife, she was the first one to stand up and start clapping for me. I'll never forget that. And then, you know, everybody else kind of clapped and, and uh, you know, I, I did something where I just kind of fixed my tie. And um, I just remember it was this weird moment where, um, you know, I was getting all this praise and, um, you know, and I remember going back to the, uh, on the flight, like the next morning, it was weird. That was on a Monday night. Um, that was on a Tuesday night, I think. No, no, that was on a Sunday night. By Monday morning, my flight left at like five o'clock in the morning. I'm like, damn, can we cook? Can we sleep in? <laughs> but um, yeah, man, it was just a, somebody recognized me at the airport on the way back. You know what I mean? I mean, as soon as we got back to Chicago, I remember um, meeting up with my boy Brandon, uh, who just got a vice principal job. Congratulations, Brandon, um, down there. Um, and uh, I can say where it is, but. Um, I remember meeting up with him at the Taste of Chicago and walking through there and it was just like, yo, I was a celebrity. I was getting free apple pies and shit at McDonald's. People was recognizing me everywhere. The shit lasted like seven days and that's being generous. Um, but yeah, that was, um, you know, uh, it's a different time of my life. You know, I was, I was really, really religious uh, back then and, um, you know, um, man, just simpler time, you know, mentally, where you can just be one way. <laughs> and uh, and I don't know, I, you know, that maybe I was trying to do my little bit of good before, you know, I made a shift um, back then. So anyway, that was uh, part two of my story. Um, hindsight, maybe I should have, you know, I don't know, told somebody I was an actor. Oh, from that, the funny part is, from that, I got a call from Tyler Perry's office. I sure did, which kind of validates 
you know, I guess with some other opinions out there thought of like, yo, I'm an actor. I should have taken that time to to let people know I was out there, you know. But, you know, hindsight is 2020. But I sure did. I got a I got I got a call from Tyler Perry's office. And then uh, I ended up visiting the apartment that I would move into uh, the night before. And I ended up meeting Tyler Perry the first weekend. And he thought I was just talking stuff. Then I told him the name of the lady who called me, uh, Alpha Tyler, that was her name. And uh, anyway, she called me. I didn't have any footage um, to send her. I didn't have any real footage, so she, she clearly never called me back. But, um, and um, so anyway, um, yeah, man, it's a great time. So um, interesting time. I ended up moving to LA literally uh, 355 days after that. And uh, some people think that I moved because of that. I was like, no, I was already moving. It's just that, you know what I mean? That kind of, um, just kind of coincided with when I was about to leave. And, um, um, so anyway, yeah, let's get it. Hustle and motivate. You scared to pull the trigger, huh? <laughs> I sound like juvenile. You scared you're gonna leave that job and start something much bigger, huh? You scared you're gonna fail, huh? Why are you so scared? I mean, like, look, okay, all right, so in all honesty, we all scared. Every one of us are scared. Um, fear drives most of our lives and we don't realize it. Fear buries itself so deep in your psyche that it makes you call it something else. <laughs> you can justify it, you know what I'm saying? You can intellectualize it, but really it's fear, you know? And listen, there was a generation of people, you know, who, who buried their dreams and did what they had to do for their family, what they thought they had to do, what their only options were. You know what I mean? In the 60s and 70s, where I'm from, it was a steel mill, you know? Um, and it ain't nothing wrong with an honest day's pay. It ain't. But what's better is being able to fulfill your dreams. Because what doesn't get out stays inside of you. It, it has a weird effect on, on the way you see life. It has a weird effect on the way you see, you know, maybe your wife, maybe your kids. And if you don't get it out, you could end up resenting them. Now, this isn't about fear. This is about you. I'm sorry. This is about fear, but this isn't about me trying to, you know, scare you into doing something. It's just about confronting your fears. What do you want to do? I talk to a lot of students um, who are scared to pursue the thing that they want to pursue because mommy and daddy wanted them to be a doctor, a lawyer, whatever, like literally. 
But what you don't understand on the other side of fear is mommy, daddy be mad for what, a month or two? Maybe even three? They might even say little snide remarks for the next two or three years. But once you're successful on the other side of that, all them comments go away because really that's all they really want for you. But the truth is a lot of them are trying to live their life through you. And you got to be able to fight that off because it's hard when you don't have the disapproval of uh, mommy and daddy or whoever reared you, you know? But your life is more important than, you know, your life and your well-being and your dreams are, are far more important than, you know, you know, somebody being annoyed with you for an insignificant amount of time, you know? I mean, but you're scared. You don't know if you can make it. And, and this is the cold part. You're probably going to fail. But, you know, if I, I say this all the time, you're scared of the failure. You're scared of the failure. You're scared of what? people are going to say, like, when I, I it, yo, I, I heard this guy on a TED Talk say that people only really are motivated to do something when they're going to be professionally or publicly embarrassed, right? Even over death, even over the threat of death. <laughs> so that's how deep fear is, you know? You're worried it's going to fail. But like I say all the time, man, like you can't, failure it, it only comes when you don't learn from your mistake. When you learn from your mistake, um, it is no longer failure. It's only failure if you stop completely. Then it's on you, you know? You can't blame anybody else, you know? Man, my dad could have been, you know, he was already great at what he'd done, but he just could have been so much more. But, you know, there was a barrier he couldn't get over mentally, you know? Um, anyway, this ain't about me. This is about all of us, damn it. Hustle and motivate. I believe in you. You can do it. But it don't matter what I say. It only matters what you say. You got to get a plan together. And you got to test out your hypothesis. And when you fail, that just means you have that much more education, that much more knowledge to work with when you get back up. All right? Let's get it. So there you have it. Episode four in the books. Another one down. Um, so many more to go. Unless y'all don't rock with me, then I just be talking to myself. But then I gotta block and unfriend y'all on Facebook and Instagram. And I don't wanna go through all of that, so just listen, man. Help me help you, help me help you. Yo, I really thank you for uh, listening. You know, again, new IG page, okay? At David Ashley Podcast. Um, go follow. Uh, interact with us. Send me a DM. 
Send me your relationship questions. Send me relationship questions you'd like to ask me. How about that? I wish you could send it anonymously, you know? Um, oh, how about this? If you do want to send it anonymously, um, send it to my email that's the number one, uh, davidashley at gmail.com. Again, that's one, just the number, davidashley at gmail.com. I'd love to hear what you have to say. I'd love to hear your feedback, what you think I can work on, um, what you think I can get better at. Anyway, you know, and we're on, we're on Google Play, we're on Anchor, we're on Spotify, and we're on a couple others. You, know, you can see it on the IG page. But until then, um, thank you for rocking with me. Um, <clears throat> you know, um, look forward to more podcasts in the future. I'm going to start interviewing people uh, on this podcast. I got another podcast called Pity coming out. I got another podcast called Situation coming out. But I'll tell you about that soon. Until then, bye. Love you.